Okay, before this podcast episode starts, trigger warning, suicide, and self-harm. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Teen Life Podcast. In today's podcast episode, we are talking about my hospitalizations, my mental hospital experience. Um, I went to three hospitals within a month and a half, and so I'm just going to be sharing each experience and why I went and all that kind of stuff. So, let's get right into it. Okay, so the first one. Um, The first one I ever went to that I've ever been to first mental hospital. Um, So I went to my therapist and told him I had suicidal thoughts. And I've always dealt with suicidal thoughts. And every once in a while, it would come into my head and have an idea, but I would never be like, I'm going to take action. And this one time, it was like that. And I was like, if I go back home, I'm going to take action. Or the night before, I actually went to the therapy. um, I was like, if I get up, I'm going to go take action on these thoughts. And so I went to therapy and I told my therapist like what was going on in my suicidal thoughts and like how I was thinking about taking action. And we tried to make a safety plan. And a safety plan is pretty much, if you've never heard about it, it's like a plan. So if you ever have like suicidal thoughts, um, then like it has people you can contact to help you or things you can do pretty much yeah pretty much like that that's what it is and it's pretty much a safety plan which is the title yeah um and so we tried to do that but it failed and I really couldn't think of people who I could go to and things I could do um to stay safe and we got a second opinion on what I should do um because the safety plan failed, we got another therapist or the lead therapist, I guess, pretty sure who that's who it was. And they recommended I should go to the ER and get evaluated to be put in a mental hospital. So I went to a children's hospital, uh, the children's hospital here um, where I live. And I got evaluated and they asked me questions about my suicidal thoughts, if I took any action um, and all that kind of stuff. And they gave me scrubs. Like, I don't know how to describe them. I don't know like what material and all that kind of stuff they're made out of. But if you look up mental health, mental hospital scrubs, you'll find them. They are so uncomfortable, so ugly. It makes sense why they gave them to you so you can't harm yourself with them. But they're just horrible. And from there, I got evaluated. Evaluated. I can't speak today. What is going on? I got evaluated, and they decided to inpatient me, if that's what it's called, what they do. But they decided I should go inpatient, which means you are put into the hospital. And the room that I was put in, there was a bed, two chairs with no corners for obvious reasons, and a TV built into the wall with a plastic film slash screen over it. I don't know how to describe the TV, but it was like in the wall. So where you can't like hurt yourself with the TV. Everything in the, like that room was like built so you couldn't hurt yourself. And so there was no edges, no corners. It was all like squared. Yeah. If you just look at mental hospital room, you'll see what it looks like. Okay. So how the evaluation works, um, Probably this is similar in all hospitals, but in my hospital, I'm going to describe how it works so you guys know if you ever go in. So um, I went into the ER. I told the ER front desk person. I know there's a name for it, but 
I'm just going to call them that. Um, and they're like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, I've had suicidal thoughts. And then from there, I waited until somebody called me. And then somebody called me into a room. And they had a card that they asked me questions off of. They didn't read it out loud. I didn't read it out loud. Don't know why they do that. But they did. And then it was basically, do you ha- have you had suicidal thoughts? Um, have you attempted anything like everything like that? And then from there, they put me in the psychiatric unit, gave me scrubs, and I changed from my normal clothes to that. Scrubs are terrible, like I said. And then they evaluated me and basically asked about my suicidal thoughts and all that kind of stuff and decided if I was going to be go to inpatient. And so from there, you would go to an actual mental hospital. So yeah, that's how a evaluation works. And so from the psychiatric unit, unit, <laughs> unit at the hospital, this is not funny. This is just funny how I'm saying it. I don't, I just can't speak or think tonight. It's like almost 11. I'm not really tired, so I don't know why like I can't think. It's probably just because I'm recording this podcast. I, okay, we're going to move on. So from the mental hospital unit thing at like an actual hospital, I was transported two hours away into an actual psychiatric hospital in an ambulance, which was my first time in an ambulance. And this one was so bumpy. It was so bad. And I had like, they wrapped like a little blanket up for my pillow so I could like sleep or anything like that but my neck at the end of it hurts so bad I don't know if it's because I have a like a long neck but yeah it was not great and every once in a while the EMT paramedic whatever you want to call them asked me questions like what do you do for fun and all this kind of stuff and they would like it was like every 45 minutes maybe and I wish they did more I like I it was so silent and quiet maybe he was like uh thinking I wanted to go sleep which I didn't Um, because I was so anxious and stuff but from there I went into the psychiatric hospital it was probably like six at night five or six at night around that time and I got evaluated again they asked me questions about my suicidal thoughts and they did um, I don't know it's just random questions I don't remember it was a while ago but they just asked me questions And then I went into the teenager unit, which was 13 to 17 years old. And the nurses were asking me questions like at this desk they had. And I don't remember the questions, but they're asking me questions. And this person in the day room is what they call it in most hospitals, which is just the room where you socialize and all that kind of stuff. Or like you're you're there during the day. Wow, I cannot speak. I should really just cancel this podcast. (laughs) And in the day room, somebody kept waving to me. And then there was another evaluation or asking me questions. And then I had some free time until lights out, bedtime, whatever you want to call it. Um, And then once everybody, all the nurses got done asking me questions about stuff, don't remember. I went over to the person who kept waving at me and asked if I could sit there. And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, And then they asked me questions about, like, not who I was, but, like, I don't remember. (laughs) I can't remember. But they asked me questions. um, I guess get to know you, like, questions. Best I can describe it. 
and then we played a card game. I believe it was Spoons, and I've never played Spoons, and I was taught how to play it, which Spoons is a really fun game. I learned a lot of card games and stuff at the mental hospital. I actually learned how to shuffle cards at one of the hospitals. Um, and then I met this girl. We're going to call her Sophia. Not her real name, but I'm not going to use her actual name for reasons. And who I thought was cute. And we'll get back to that. And the funny thing is, whenever like I first was around them and like met her, she was like, oh my gosh, you sound like my boyfriend. And she like freaked out whenever she found out I sounded like him. And then I met my roommate who seemed chill and he seemed cool. And we'll also get back to that. And then we went to sleep around nine and yeah, I only had one roommate that time. And that was day one slash night one. It was like only the night I was there. Okay, so the first full day, uh, we woke up, all of us woke up around like 6 a.m. to talk to a doctor and he was like seeing how we were doing and stuff. I guess he had other patients and that's why we woke up so early, but it was so early and I was just like, why? I hate waking up early. I am not a morning person at all. And then they would take your vitals, which is just taking your blood pressure and heart rate every single morning. And we would also take talk to the doctor every single morning around like 6 a.m. Um, and then we went into the cafeteria for breakfast, which the food, this was the one place the food was actually good. And I couldn't eat because I was so anxious about being there since it was my first mental hospital. And this went on the whole time, so I barely ate while I was there. And then we went into groups, which most places have process groups, which is pretty much just talking about stuff you need to process. Um, rec therapy, which is like gym moving stuff therapy. <laughs> Art therapy, which is just like drawing and coloring, all that kind of stuff. And then music therapy, which is just listening to music and like talking about it yeah there would be like a mixture of that each day and there was like other groups uh but yeah and then we went to lunch and then we went to the gym there was like basketball frisbee soccer it was like a school gym but with carpet i don't know why they have carpet but all of like the hospital that i've been to that have had a gym have carpet for some reason don't know why it's just like that. Um, and then we had free time and then dinner and then vitals again, then free time and then lights out. And that was pretty much like every single day. It was like that. Okay. So days two to four, I was there for four days and then back to this girl that I thought was cute. By the way, don't follow what I did. It's a bad idea. I'll explain later in this episode. We ended up finding out we liked each other or thought each other were cute at least from like other kids of the hospital. Like we would, I would tell the one person to say it to her and then she would say something to them and then they would say it to me basically. And so how we found out we liked each other basically is she, I guess, kind of like gave hints and I really didn't like catch those. And then my roommate kind of told me and then these girls asked if I thought she was cute and then she told me no she they told her and then they were like 
do you guys want to sit with each other at lunch? And so we're like, yeah, sure. And so we sat with each other at lunch and it was kind of awkward because I don't know why it was awkward, but it just was because like we didn't speak and like she started talking to other people because it was so awkward (laughs) and like we eventually talked with each other and told each other our feelings for each other (laughs) maybe I don't remember the whole conversation but yeah and we got closer with each other like within the days it was really only like two three days that like we were with each other from when we knew we liked each other or whatever there was a point where we were like near each other all the time and would just stay with each other the whole entire day like besides that we were like separating groups and stuff and the nurses like warned us not to contact each other um just like contact anybody outside the hospital that was like a rule that they have down like many of one of the many rules and for reasons like the nurses said that they've seen stalking happen um, and just other bad things come from exchanging numbers and contact information. And on the last day or so, second to last day, maybe last day, we wrote each other's numbers on parts of, we like ripped off a part of a styrofoam cup they gave us like for drinks. Um, And I like hid mine in my hoodie pocket. The only hospital that would let me have a hoodie, it, makes sense why like you can't have a hoodie at other or like why they take it away but yeah and they took away the hoodie strings which I somehow lost (laughs) already so that wasn't really an issue um and I put mine in the front hoodie pocket pocket the front pocket of my hoodie and hid it there and it really you really couldn't see it and then at night I put it under a mask that they gave us that's where I hit it and the first thing I did like when I got out whenever I got my phone back which oh yeah I forgot to mention you don't get your phone they take away your phones and the first thing I did was put her phone number in my phone and she couldn't text for certain reasons until like probably four days or a week later and I was super anxious until she did one of the days that we weren't texting I ran like six or eight miles to try to get her off my mind because I would run uh for to get like my mind off of stuff which didn't end up helping all it gave me was sore calves and I tried to run the next day and my calves hurt so bad but we finally texted each other after like a week or so and only talked for about a week and then I found out she had a drinking problem and she would like call me like drunk and all this kind of stuff and she's only 15 I would say so definitely an issue and I went to the gym to get my mind off of her and she drunkenly texted me or I thought she was drunk and I went outside the gym because she kept texting me stuff. And I was like, I'm just trying to work out. And I was so confused what was going on. And I was like, I was like, what the 
F is going on? I'm not going to curse on this podcast. But I said that. I was like, what the F is going on? Like, I was pissed. At that moment, I was like, this is not going to work out. Like, I'm not going to date somebody who has a drinking problem. And I guess I convinced myself that she was the only person I had to live for. Like, I didn't think I had my family to live for. At that moment, my, like, family relationship wasn't that great. And I was like, she's the only person I have to live for. So what else do I have to live for? Like, nothing. And there was a bridge right next to the gym that I knew of. And I decided to head towards that bridge. And I was going to jump. And for about an hour, I, like, walked around the bridge. I cried. I, like, bawled um, just because I knew, like, I was going to end my life. And I guess I, like, felt like I couldn't stop it. And so I was just like, wow, my life it's going to end. And I contemplated for about an hour and talked, I called her more and I didn't tell her I was at a bridge or anything. Cause I mean, I don't know if she could have understood that. Like she was drunk. I don't remember what was said on the phone, but it was probably like, what the heck? <laughs> There's definitely worse, more, definitely worse words I said than what the heck. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, what the heck? Like what's going on probably. And the most I got to, to like jumping off is two. I put my foot on like two out of the four bars, like on the railing. I didn't go like over the railing. I just put my foot on like the second bar. And I was talking with my roommate cause I was like asking him to call her and see what was going on. He really knew the whole situation and he was texting me and everything. And I told him, like, I'm at our bridge. I'm really thinking about jumping. And he called me and talked to me down. And he was like, what is your sister going to think of this? And my sister recently got out of the hospital. And she's like, how is this going to affect her? And, yeah, he called me, talked me down and everything. And I felt stupid afterwards after I almost attempted. Like, I almost took my life. Like, I'm so stupid, I thought. And I just felt stupid. Like, why would I do that? I rode my bike home, took a hot shower, listened to sad music, and told myself, I'm going to be okay. And I was still sad, but I told myself I was going to be okay. And the next day after that happened, I texted bye to her, and for some reason it, like, really hurt me. And the text was like, stay safe, Josh. Don't hurt yourself. Bye. And the final text was, bye, Sophia whatever her name was, but I'm using Sophia as an example. I was like, bye, Sophia. And she was like, bye, Josh. And I cried. I was like walking to the bus and I cried and I, I like had to stop. So nobody like asked what was going on or like judging me, I guess. But, and then I went to school and was clearly still sad and I didn't try to fake it. I was not going to try to fake it. Cause if you've ever tried faking, like being okay, it takes a lot of energy and everything. And I wanted someone to ask me like if I was okay and no one did. And I was like, dang. And later that day, I almost attempted again. I put scissors near my throat and near my wrist and was thinking about slicing it open. And I knew at that point that I needed to go back to the hospital. And so I texted a friend, the only friend who I knew had a car and asked if she could take me to the hospital. 
And at that point she was out of town. And so she asked me or she texted me like what was going on, asked what was going on and like talked to me until she got into town. And she met me at the park and took me to the hospital. And while we were like going there, she asked me what was going on. Like, why are you doing this and everything like that? And we got to the hospital, got asked a couple questions, brought back into the psych ward. And at that point, they told my friend that she has to leave. I don't know if it's because it was late or because she was not family. My guess is because she wasn't family. And it was late, and so they were like, get some sleep, and then the person will wake you up whenever you need to be evaluated. So I woke back up probably around 11. Yeah, I don't remember. There was no clocks, which I don't know why they couldn't put clocks in, like, cages or something in the room, but, like, I could see a clock way in the distance, but it was hard to read without my glasses. Anyways... They inpatient me again after they evaluated me and said that would be best. And they found a bed for me, which means like they found a bed or like somewhere you to stay at an actual psychiatric hospital. It was like, you're going to this place. And I was like, that's the one place I do not want to go to. They still sent me. I've heard it was bad because I've had friends go there. And they're like, yeah, this is bad. And they still sent me there. So I was like, oh, great, fun. So they probably told me around like, it was like the middle of the night. So like 3 a.m. or so. So I fell back asleep. And then I woke up. They took me in an ambulance, which was less bumpy. It was actually a decent ambulance in terms of bumpiness. It was only about a 30-minute drive south. I got to the hospital. I don't believe I got evaluated again like I did at the first place. I got to, like, the teenage unit. I played cards with people. It was, like, a smaller place than the first one for sure. With that place, we stayed in the same exact place the whole entire time. Like, for eating, there was no cafeteria. We ate in a day room. For groups, there was the day room. And there was no gym, or the gym was under construction. So we stayed in the same place the whole entire time. That's one of the reasons that it was the worst. I'll explain why it was the worst in a second. But I met some other people, and it took me a while to talk to other people there. I think it was because I was anxious and just sad over stuff. But I eventually got into a group uh, of people around my age there was like younger kids there unlike the other place where I was like only 13 there was probably like 12 year olds there and so yeah I got into a group of people that was in my age and yeah that was the first day I got there and this is what a day consisted of there wake up for vitals around 6 a.m again breakfast groups school there was school here. That that was another reason that this place was bad. They had freaking school. And oh yeah, this was over spring break. My entire spring break was spent in this. And I had to do school. It sucked. And then groups, lunch, free time, dinner, free time, and then lights out. 
And pretty much during the free time, we just watched movies, played card games, uh, talked. And like I said, it was all in the same place. And so that's what made it terrible. And it was outdated. It was just bad. And I talked to the nurse, nurses and stuff. And I was like, could I be switched? Like, this place is terrible. And I've not heard great things about it. And one of them was like, ask the main person and they're like no we can't switch you and they're like i'm sorry and they're like i've had nightmares of becoming a patient here so i understand that it's terrible and i'm like dang so you guys even know that it's terrible but they couldn't fix it the communication there with the staff and everything was horrible they told these two people that they were getting out this one day and only one of them got out after this guy called out the whole entire staff he's like you got six people back there and you can't figure out like or they're like you can't figure out me getting out here and stuff like that or oh yeah the excuse was like uh that they couldn't do the paperwork and they're like he was like you got like six people back there and you can't do the freaking paperwork he probably said other things but he was like yelling cussing and he got out but the other person didn't and They had like a breakdown, which is understandable. If you're getting told you're getting out of the the horrible place that day, you're going to be so happy. And then they tell you that you're not getting out. I would have a breakdown. And I was so anxious that they were going to do the same BS to me, but they didn't. And yeah, so that's why that place was just horrible. It was the worst I could have been sent to. Okay, so this is where my script ends. I have a script so I can, like, don't go all over the place. And so I was just like, screw this script because it was taking so long. If I'm going to have, like, these lengthy podcast episodes, and it's probably going to take a while, but I just want to get this podcast episode out there. So I ended the script. So I might be all over the place. Depending on how this goes, I might just stop the podcast, write the script, and re-record it. So, yeah. Sorry if this is all over the place. Okay. So, I got out of the hospital, the second hospital, and I told my roommate, because he knew I was in the hospital, I was like, I got out. And a couple days later, I contacted Sophia again. Bad idea. I contacted her, we started talking again, and we started talking about relationship stuff again, and it was one night, and she was like, I have a lot to think about, we'll talk tomorrow, and so I was like, okay, and then my roommate sends me this video of her running away from cops, and I contacted her, and I was like, what the heck, like, why? And then from there, I don't remember what exactly happened, but it. Uh, my roommate, yeah, he was like, Josh, why are you doing this? She was texting him about it, and she was like, I'm going to sleep. And then she texted him, and I was like, what the heck? And I contacted her, and she acted all sleepy and stuff, like she was asleep. And then eventually, my roommate texted me, and he was like, Well, he was already texting me, but he texted me this. He was like, you know, we were just effing with you. I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, yeah, we've been messing with you this entire time, basically. And I was like, 
what do you mean? And so basically, I'm so confused about this because I have like two different sides of the story. I don't know who's lying. I can't trust them. So this is what I have from that. They were messing with me and she was acting like she liked me. They made like this whole plan for her to act like she liked me. And then the night I almost attempted on the bridge, she was faking being drunk. Later on, also during that night, whenever my roommate was talking me down, he said that he was trying to hold back laughter. And they were also like, we actually hate you, Josh. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, yeah, we really don't like you. And I'm just like, wow. It was some real, really messed up stuff they said that night. I texted. Oh, yeah. And then I found out that she blocked me and just like didn't say anything. And I was like, what? I was like, why? And then I contacted her on another Instagram account. I have so many Instagram accounts, by the way. (laughs) But that's off topic. I contacted her on another Instagram account and it was like, what the heck? And she's like, I'm such a bad person. I'm just like, yeah, you are. I don't know if I said that, but yeah, I was like, you are a bad person and everything. And she was like, the bad thing is I still like you. And so I don't know if she ever ended up liking me. If she was just saying that to say that to mess with me. I don't know. I'm still confused about this to this day. I blocked both of them. Oh, no. Okay, so I missed the whole entire part here. This is why I should have wrote a script. But she was like, she told me that I was the reason she got hit with a baseball bat because her father found out who I was and that she I was somebody she was going to date and he didn't like that. And apparently she got hit with a baseball bat. And I don't know if that's true or not. I know she had an abusive father. But I don't know if that was true or not. And so I got told that. And I was... I really thought it was my fault. And she was just... (laughs) I can't speak. Oh my gosh. Manipulating me. That is such a hard word for me for some reason. She was manipulating me into thinking that. And I did. I really thought about that. And from there, I, like, cried, like, because this whole thing just happened to me. And I just bawled and everything like that. And I called a friend, and the friend who took me to the second hospital, I called her, and she really didn't help. What And, like, she just asked me what happened. And she's like, when did they tell you this? And it was kind of silent. And I was just like, I'm going to call you tomorrow. Or not call you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow at school. Like I'm sorry for contacting you. And just ended up the. Like hung up the phone. And I really felt bad for that. Because like I just ended the conversation. I don't know what. Like yeah. But I felt bad. So I contacted another friend. And this friend that really helped me. And I told her everything. And she talked like with me. And that kind of calmed me down. And I told her how she got beat and how it was my fault or I thought it was my fault and everything. And she was like, Josh, that is not your fault. And I still thought it was my fault, but that definitely helped when somebody 
like telling me, hey, it wasn't your fault. And so the next day I was pretty rough. And like somehow I got out of bed and I was on time to school. And I thought like it was going to be, I believe it was a day that where I was like, it felt impossible to move. Uh, and I got up, I got on school, I got there on time and I was not okay at all. And I talked with a friend and sat with a friend at lunch, that same friend that I called the, the second friend. They talked with me and then somewhat throughout the day, I believe it was my last class, I had a pencil and I was thinking about how it was my fault or how I thought it was my fault that she got beaten. And I was like, I need to feel this pain that she felt because I did that and it was my fault. And so I took a pencil and I scratched myself with it, did it multiple times. And I, like I had a hoodie um, on, so I like, nobody saw me do it. But I went into the bathroom and looked at my sleeve and I was like covered in scratches. And that was the first time I ever self-harmed. Um, and I got home and I eventually found a box cutter. And, oh no, yeah, it was, a, it was like a, a blade from a box cutter and used that. And that like was pretty bad. And that was like the main thing I used the first time. This was kind of dangerous because the blade was really dirt. No, it wasn't really dirty, but it was somewhat dirty. And so it could have been rust, but it wasn't. I'm okay now. And yeah, so I started self-harming um, due to that. And then from there, it turned into addiction. And that went on for probably about a week. And then from there, I was just I was thinking about going into a hospital okay I need to back up a bit and then so that night after I went off went to school I almost attempted again and I took my uh, medication that I had which was Zoloft and at this point the medication wasn't locked up and I took it with me downstairs and I put all the pills into my hand and eventually put them back I was texting a friend I, I think I posted on my story and I was like honestly I'm done with people and they swiped up on snapchat and was like hey what's going on and I told them and I was like I have pills in my hand or I said something along those lines and they're like no Josh do not and it, I d like kept holding the pills and everything. And I was telling this friend, I was like, like just deny that I'm gone and everything like that. And like almost preparing them from when I'm gone, which, yeah, not, which was bad. And I, yeah. And, and then that friend talked me down. I was like, I really should go to a hospital. I think that night 
I was already going to go to a hospital, like walk over to a hospital, the children's hospital I went to the first time, or no, the second time, the first and second time. Uh, I had my window open because uh, the alarm that I have in my house sets. And so if you open up my window that has an alarm thing on it, then it will go off. And so you can bypass that by leaving a window open. It'll just be like, do you want to bypass this thing? And sometimes my window acts up. And so it, they probably just thought it was my window acting up, set the alarm. So I was thinking about going to the hospital that night. I don't know if this was after or before I almost took the pills. And I ended up not taking the pills. My friend talked me down. And I decided to not go to the hospital that night. Just I closed my window, went to sleep. Then the next day, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the hospital. Or I think I was like contemplating going back because I... There was like some part of me that wanted to go back and then some part of me that didn't want to go back. So the part that didn't want to go back was I didn't want to go back to Cedar, uh, but I know I needed help. At this point, um, I had 136 cuts on my arm. Uh, and so my self-harm addiction was pretty bad. And this was only within a week. So it was pretty bad. And I was already almost attempted suicide again. And so I was like, I need to go, but I really don't want to go back. I was talking with a friend and talking with some talking to them about something else and I was like, "Hey, I'm kind of struggling and I don't know if I should go to the hospital or not." I ended up like deciding I am going to go to the hospital and I talked with that friend and they're like, "We can take you to Children's Hospital." And then from there, they told my mom cuz they asked me if I was okay. They told my mom and then my mom was like, there's a bed at this place open. And she was like trying to tell me or not tell me that she knew, if that makes sense. Or she was like, okay, I'm, you guys probably understand what I'm trying to say. I'm not going to try and explain that more. But she was like, hey, there's a bed at Peakview open. And that's where my sister just went. And so she knew that it was a pretty good place. And so uh, I was like, actually, this person's going to take me. And she was like, no, you need to go to this hospital instead of going to Children's because they have the bed open. And you could from Children's, you might go to the second place you went to, which is a bad place. And so uh, we ended up a family friend ended up taking us to that hospital. And then from there I got evaluated there and the evaluation, I forgot to put this part in for each of the hospitalizations. So for the evaluation there, I got evaluated like I did at the regular hospital um, and they decided if I was going to go inpatient or outpatient and outpatient is basically, uh, during like maybe say four to eight, I don't know. You go to like a separate part of the building where it's like, uh, almost like you're hospitalized, but it's only for that day, I guess. I've never been to an outpatient. So 
I don't know for sure, but that's what I imagined it is. So don't take my word on what outpatient is, but I I don't even know if that's the right thing. But yeah, and so they decided it would be best for me to go inpatient, and so I did. And the part where I skipped out on every that I've been skipped out skipping out on uh, for the hospitalization is they do a search of your body. And so you have to take all your clothes off and they have to examine your skin. And I'm guessing this is, well, they said it's for like bruises and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and also self-harm. And I'm not going to go into too detail because, yeah. But, and so this time I did have self-harm cuts. And I believe I had long sleeves on. But so they saw those cuts and they had to check, all I'm going to say about this is they had to check other places because I had cuts on my arms um, and before they didn't really have to check other places. And so, yeah, they usually do that at all hospitals. I mean, at least in my, in the three hospitalizations, they have done so I'm guessing they do it everywhere. Just my guess, not for sure that they do it everywhere, but yeah, they did that, and then I went into the teenage unit again, and from there, it was pretty much the same. They had groups, they had a day room, they had a gym, they had a cafeteria, and this was the second best place. The first place I ever went to, that's the first best. This was the second, and the second place I went to is the third, if that even makes sense. But yeah, and then this third hospitalization, I... Stayed for about a week, which was the longest I stayed for. And this was my second favorite because the staff there was not the best. I wouldn't say second favorite, but second best. The staff was not great. There was this one tech who was just a jerk. He just didn't say the best things, I guess. There was some staff that was great. but And then the psychiatrist who would always check in with you daily... He always would mention my cuts and would say, the first, well, the one time, this one day, he was like, are you going to ever do that again? First thing he said to me. And nobody else uh, liked him either. And uh, people had a nickname for him. His name is Dr. P. So I'm guessing you can guess the nickname. I am not going to say it on this podcast. We're going to try to keep this podcast PG. This is that nickname, not PG. <laughs> so I'm guessing you can guess what it is. Um, but yeah, the staff, there was some staff that was okay. And there's some staff that was good. This one staff member, uh, he, we were watching the movie free guy and he sat right next to me because there was like, uh, nurses all around you pretty much, uh, just to make sure everybody was okay and everything like that. And he was talking to me and was asking me like, I guess why I was there and like talked about my home life and everything. And like, I told him about Sophia and my roommate and how they're messing with me and everything like that. And he was like, wow, that's a lot. And it was like, yeah. And it was just like a positive experience. And unlike that other staff member, that other tech who, yeah, was not great. We actually had a rule that was like, no, that staff member <laughs> as one of the rules and it eventually got raised for reasons <laughs> but yeah nobody really liked him either 
but the th- yeah, the third hospitalization pretty much the same as the other ones. There was group, there was free time, there was cafeteria, there was gym. Yeah, and the kids there, the kids there were very interesting. They were like, yeah, there was. Let's just say they were there for a reason, like more than just suicidal thoughts and all that kind of stuff and attempts and all that kind of stuff they were like well I guess they weren't there for that reason but they were like crazy they like an example is they were laughing about how they accidentally killed their pets I was like that was probably like the second to last day which yeah I was like I'm so glad I'm getting out of here because of these people and there was probably about 10 kids I would say maybe a bit less but 10 kids, and out of those 10 kids, I only talked to one outside of there. And at that hospital, they really didn't say no talking to people outside. And that wasn't a big rule, really. And at the second place, it wasn't a big rule either. It was only that first place that like had that as an actual rule. Um, and I contacted one person. And I still talk to that one person every once in a while. And from the second hospital, I only talked to one person. And I gave my roommate my contact information. And still to this day, it's probably been four months. Still to this day, I have not heard from him. And I believe the one person I talked to from that hospital still hasn't heard from them. So I don't know if he decided not to talk to us, if something happened. I have no idea. But I was like, it's confusing. I don't know what happened to him. But yeah, yeah, the third hospitalization the third hospitalization there's not much to it um yeah it's pretty much the same but yeah i think that's gonna wrap up this episode the yeah the the third hop (laughs) i can't speak i'm gonna blame it on it getting late but it's probably not that i just can't speak whenever i try to record an episode but yeah that's gonna wrap this episode up the third hospitalization there's really not much to it. It was pretty much the same. Stayed there for seven days. Um, it was all right. Um, but yeah, that is my experience with mental hospitals. I'll probably mention mental hospitals uh, in other episodes because, yeah, because there's every, like my self harm. I'll cover that in an episode that like, links back, that links to the hospitalizations because that was a reason I was hospitalized. Um, But yeah, so you'll hear more about the hospitalizations than just more than this um, episode. So I didn't cover a lot um, in this episode, I guess I could have done more in detail, but I pretty much covered why I went to all three of them uh, and pretty much why I went to three and this was all in a month and a half, like I explained in the beginning, is because of these of Sophia and my roommate messing with me. And the first, the second time was they, well, like things ended with her. And then the second, or no, the third time was because I found out they were messing with me. And so if I never ended up meeting them, there would no, there would be, there was a voice crack. What the heck? There would be no second and third hospitalizations and no self-harm addiction as well um i mean it was my idea to start that but i mean the whole thing with her telling me that it was my fault 
that kind of triggered the self-harm addiction um, or self-harm at least. And so, yeah, if I never met them, none of this would have ever happened. So it's good that I went to that first hospital, but it also is not good. But yeah, um, that's the basic of my, the basics, the basic, that's the overview of all my hospitalizations. And I'm looking at the time, dang, 50 minutes? This is my longest episode ever. This is really going to suck editing because I edit out the ums and like the breath sounds, I guess, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, this is not going to be fun editing. I'm definitely not going to edit this tonight because it is 11.43 and I'm waking up at 5 a.m. to go fishing. I'm not going to get a lot of sleep. How fun. Um, yeah, this is the end of the episode. I will see you guys in the next episode. See ya.